Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. This is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Creative Land Podcast RPG A Day 2015 Challenge. It is August the 25th which is favorite revolutionary game mechanic. I would have to say it's a tie. I am tied between these two different game mechanics. For one, for D&D 5th edition, I'd have to go with the inspiration. Granted, for a lot of other game mechanics, this isn't a new revolutionary thing, but it, but for D&D, it is huge that D&D is bringing that into the play. Basically realizing that other companies are doing the ideas, so D&D needs an interesting way to kind of reward slash force players to roleplay. That way, if you're playing to one of your aspects, you're getting an inspiration point that not only gives you a plus one or two, but it actually gives you an advantage on a roll. You roll 2d20, you get the higher of the two rolls. So for D&D, I definitely like to say that is my favorite game, revolutionary game mechanic. However, on the other end of the spectrum, I want to go with Fantasy Flight, Star Wars, Edge of Empire, Force and Destiny, and Age of Rebellion. Their, their game mechanics with their dice are revolutionary. I mean, literally, I remember when Edge of Empires Beta came out and people were scared shitless because their dice had no numbers on them. Just a bunch of funny symbols. Now, once you get them and you roll them and you shake them, even recently in one of our Star Wars games that we're playing, the group, I've got a friend of mine who, who decided to just start role-playing. We call him Mr. Pink. When you guys get a chance to listen to our Clone Wars era Star Wars game, you'll, you'll get to hear more of him. He, he, he was a little intimidated when we showed him the, the, the dice before the game. And then a friend of mine said, hey dude, it's cool, it's chill. They look funny as hell, they look confusing as shit. But once you play one session, you will know exactly how to use those dice. And it's true, pretty much just to make life easier on everybody, I have a few cheat sheets that I've made up, so that way when you roll and you get despair, or you get threat, or you get tons of advantage, you have an idea of what you can and can't spend those for to help speed up the gameplay. But I do love the fact that you can get total, you can get triumph, which is the basically it's a nat- natural 20 on the dice. Amazing, out of your ass bullshit is happening. But at the same time, if you rolled that red dice and it came up with despair, which is the exact opposite, they don't just cancel each other out. When those those dice come up with those, both simultaneously happen. So pretty much horrible and amazing things happen at once. So it could be that scene where, yes, Luke Skywalker takes out Darth Vader on the Death Star in Return of the Jedi. But, unfortunately, the Emperor says your friends are going into an ambush. And at the exact moment, his other team is ambushed by a force twice their size. 
just showing how amazing things happen, but the universe is stepping on you right now. So I would like to say as my, my most, most enjoyable new revolutionary game mechanic, it would be the narrative dice. Because one thing that's amazing with narrative dice, even your GM doesn't know what's going to happen. I mean, quite a few times I've had games that have come from the narrative dice just because, hey, my group's running around their, their YT-1300, shooting after this Jawa that they thought was a ship full of Jawas. Thank God the thing only failed its role, which caused their ship to lose atmosphere, because that's not important. And when they finally found the little Jawa, they decided to interrogate him. Somebody made up a little drug, shot him full of some true serum, he rolled amazingly bad, and they then made the Jawa a spice addict. But on the plus side, the Jawa really liked them, and he rolled triumph and convincing them that he was their new best friend and mascot of the ship. Of course, after all, he'd been living inside the bowels of the ship without them noticing for quite a while, so he pretty much was their default, de facto uh, mascot without them knowing it. So, like always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network, and feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.